0: Back, up the three, boom, knocks Curry from the corner at three, puts it in. For overtime, makes it go, right. Hello from me, Mark Woods, welcome once again to the MVP cast. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. Of course, it's the business end of the basketball season at the moment, there's end of season championships, the playoff finals, etc. Fast approaching, if you want to stay up to date with our head to our social channels on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, just search for MVP 24-7. Now, someone who doesn't have to worry about picking up prizes this season, at least for the first time, joining us this time around, she's already got two pieces of silverware in the bag as the captain of, well, let's say it, the country's biggest and best team at the minute, London Lions (laughs) women, Shanice Beckford-Norton. Welcome to the MVP cast
1: Thank you very much. Happy to be
0: here. It's, I mean, it's been a quite the season so far. You won the cup. You won the trophy. You're seventeen and zero as as we record this in in the WBBL Championship. Um, it's not, there's nothing really not to like this year.
1: Um, no, to be honest, um, winning is definitely a highlight of the season. But um, we battle in practice, like we battle in practice, so we definitely expect how the season is going with regards to wins and losses column, this is what
0: we expected. Where does the culture of this, because we talk about clubs and we talk about programmes and you know sometimes teams come together for a year and then they split up and that's the end of it. And we've seen certain teams, possibly not too far away from you guys, that don't seem to have that definitive chemistry and culture, but you guys seem to have it in abundance. And what does it feel like and where does it come from?
1: Um, I think the root of it is Mark, to be honest. He's a very in-house guy. He's, he always welcomes all players back that he's coached or been around, like their family. And then I think we, we pretty much are a family. Like I've played with Chantel and Shakila and Leah since I was 11, 12 years old, played against them. And now having Joe and Azania and that unit and that um, veteran experience come back, it only heightens that and like highlights that aspect of being a family and being a unit, as opposed to individual basketball players coming to play in the same team.
0: Because it's, I mean, it's your second season, and for a lot of that core group this journey began last season. But with having Joe and Z, I mean, so much experience of Eurobaskets and you know, big games in European competition as well, but what's the what's the extra layer that having those two Beside you every day in practice, what does that bring?
1: Well, I think what what you said about last season, we we definitely developed a lot of that um camaraderie camaraderie last season, and then having Joe and Z with the with them winning mindset and with the experience, um they just rem- they honestly remind us what we do it for. Like me and Z have a little joke. You've got a lot. You gotta love it. Like you have to love it to come in the gym every day and get these reps up every day and leave the gym bleeding and with bruises and all sorts of stuff like you have to love it to want to to want to do it like as much as we do so it's kind of they they keep us on a level ground like they don't let us get too high and they don't let us go get too low
0: i mean you're fortunate as a team in that you've got depth so you can practice properly which a lot of team can you know a lot of teams can't do i mean you mentioned that blood and bruises how tough do those practices get? Um,
1: um <laughs> I mean, we come. Let me let me start by saying we come ready. Like we all know <laughs> what we want to get out of this season, as individuals and as a team. And ha- being seventeen and oh, right now, and every interview I've had, I've probably said like, "This isn't it. <laughs> it's not the end of the season." Yeah, we won cup, we won trophy, but that's not the end of the season. We still have so many more get games left to play and quite honestly anything can happen anyone can have a standout game any team can just go off at any moment and we know we have the talent but it's not just about that it's about the work that you put in as well and we definitely put that in when we get into practice
0: how do you find your place though amongst this glittering galaxy of stars here i mean you particularly is you know and a lot of this season the energizer bunny off the bench but how have you adapted and and shifted to to fit into this but also to improve and have that impact that that you want to have
1: um I think I've just been more intentional with what I want out of myself as a player and then what each person in my team including coaching staff can do for me to help me get to that level as well like I, I look at Joe and D and I've I think I've played with V in 2012, I was fortunate enough, when she um, played a, part of a season of Barking, and then seeing Joe represent GB, like, They're, they have the caps and everything on their resume that I want to get. So I'm, I'm taking in everything from everyone, like, Steph's hustle on the boards, like, Paige's hustle down court, I'm taking a little piece of everyone from my team with me to help me be a better player.
0: And talk about, I mean, you mentioned Mark, but you go, you go back with him to when you were 11. So, you know, clearly a central figure in this story for you.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, I love the guy. Like, he he's always looked out for me. Um, he's always put me into any position where he thinks I can thrive or I can get better or I can increase um, my value as a basketball player. And um, there was there was a few years in between when I was in the states and coming back home and oh Shanice there's a there's a, a practice scrimmage game against Georgia Tech or whoever it is do you want to play like of course he put me in those positions where I'm only gonna get better and yeah there's moments where he might yell in practice in a game I'm like oh Mark like come on like chill but everything that he does is to only help me be a better basketball player
0: how much does it help to have a coach because sometimes you you know you build it's it's a functional business relationship with a coach and that that's mm-hmm. fine and you, you you learn what the coach wants the coach learns how to push your buttons over the course of a season and all of that but what difference does it make when you've got someone that really knows you you know knows you what you're like as a kid knows the family story knows what what I guess ambitions you had as a kid what the dreams are I mean that's a different kind of dynamic
1: yeah it makes a huge difference and I would say I'm definitely very lucky having him and then also being in my hometown um like I can I can go to Mark after practice or in any free time and sit down and have a conversation with him and if I feel like he was wrong about something or he feels like I went too far on something we can sit down and have that conversation and leave the discussion with a better understanding of one another, and not every player, professional player, is fortunate of having that relationship with their coach. Like I've seen conversations and um, just like articles about American players playing overseas or in Europe and stuff like that, and they they've had coaches which they couldn't trust or they couldn't talk to, and that's really tough. It's really really tough.
0: Can you tell us when the last time is you went to market and said I got you got that wrong? Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. I can't even think of anything very recent but in Euro Cup um, I think Kennedy our point guard she called a play and we all we huddled about it. we talked about it, yeah let's do that like good talk that's what we felt like we needed at the moment and Mark called something else and the opposing team was shooting free throws so I went to Mark and I said Mark we want to run this like Kennedy's called it and we all agreed like we won't it. Said okay, as long as you um like run the play thoroughly and don't don't take sh- uh, shortcuts. And um we ran the play, we didn't get the look we were we were going for, but we ended up getting a score out of it. So I kind of keep that in the back of my mind and I'm like, okay, we know what we're doing. We have the knowledge, so if we call something and that's what we run around, sometimes we just have to put our foot down.
0: There was was a Q&A that you did back at college, and you were asked what your your favourite book, and favourite books change all the time. But I thought it was an interesting one. You chose Relentless by Tim Grover. And for those of you listening to this, Tim was Michael Jordan's trainer for almost his entire career. And he was the guy that worked on his skills and his fitness, and he was the machine behind the machine. And how much have you been relentless in the pursuit of self-improvement? Um,
1: that's, that's honestly, I haven't even used that word specifically, but that honestly has kind of been my goal for this season. Is like I have so many people, positive people around me, just feeling good energy into me and speaking positive things about me and telling me what type of player I am and can be and all this stuff and as long as i've been playing basketball i haven't actually truly believed in that until i would say this past season and just the opportunities i've been given to represent gb in england and i've kind of just looked in the mirror and been like yeah i am this player that everyone's talking about and i just have to prove it to myself so it's a matter of like i have a very healthy body so i've kind of told myself give it everything you can because not everyone's fortunate enough to have the health that you have and the good well-being that you have so just basically leave it all on the floor
0: I mean last season Lions win the trophy, win the playoffs, you win playoff finals MVP but from what you're saying there I mean has there been a process by which you've had to grow that confidence in your ability or I suppose in a sense you're realising yet yeah, it's there. I deserve to be in this position. I deserve to be regarded as this kind of player.
1: Um, I think the simple answer would be getting reps definitely improves confidence. So if, I, if I'm in the gym taking certain shots and I'm, I'm coming off a screen and doing doing that 100 times and getting 100 reps coming off a screen and shooting a pull-up pull up mid-range jump shot, I'm going to be more confident to shoot in practice than I'm going to be more confident to shoot in the game and i think that has been um part of my growth and development compared to where i was this time last year and not just the physical aspect but the mental i've honestly just i've taken more time to just sit down and recognize how far i've come since i even started playing basketball and especially at the same time being a coach and seeing the development and the growth that kids have in just a few weeks going from not knowing, not knowing what to do when touching a ball, so being able to shoot and dribble and do all these things, I have I think that's definitely opened my eyes a lot as well. Was there any kind of light
0: bulb moment or has this all just been a gradual process?
1: Um, I would say one, one actually key moment is when I was able to play in the qualifying games for GB Seniors against Greece. Hmm. And... Like I, I had it was my first first game, first or second game, I can't remember which way round we played. But um first game being able to represent the seniors and I, I had a decent game. I, I scored um double digits, I got a few rebounds, I had possessions where I just went coast to coast and scored and I think I kind of looked at myself and I was like, Yeah, I, I can keep up with these people. I can these are these are some of the best of the best and I can keep up with them. So who says I, I don't deserve to get all the opportunities I am getting and be proud of myself for doing so?
0: Because the, I spoke to coach Chema Bousheta ahead of that game. And I said to him, you know, what, what do you see in this player? Why have you brought her in? Why, why now? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read out the quote. I mean, there was two words that he said to me that you have attributes wise, which was fearlessness and speed. And this is what he said. He said, sometimes players look to pass first but Shanish really is a player who's a mentality to score, and this is important. And he goes on and said, sometimes she'll take risky shots, sometimes she can miss, but this is her strength to do the things that people don't expect, and that can change the pace of the game. Now, there's kind of compliments and critiques amid that, but A, is that a fair summation, and B, is that a summation you like?
1: Um Yes and yes. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yes and yes. Because I'm sure if you speak to Mark as well, he would tell you the same about my shot selection. Because there's shots that I've taken where it's just like, just keep it simple. Why are you doing this? But then if I if I practice that shot at the same time, I know I'm gonna make it. I might not make the first one, might not make the first two. But if it's something that I work on, I know I can finish it and they're, they're right about yeah I can re- make life very difficult for myself but that's that is something that I'm working on
0: do, do you get that balance though because uh, the player sometimes at the times I've watched you and this is a probably an unfair comparison but I hope you know where I'm coming from is Manu Ginobili because a player that at times people looked at and thought you know particularly earlier in his NBA career out of control a bit you know his, his off doing these crazy things sometimes it comes off and then people kind of understood that the occasional pain and this is I guess Greg Popovich said that was absolutely worth it for everything else that came and I wonder if how much of that unpredictable ability do you want to lose at the expense of as Encema said there doing things which people don't expect
1: um it's funny that he said that and you do bring this up actually but I I felt like that's why I did so well in the game against Greece mm. because it was a, a certain amount of unpredictability and they've never seen me before and yeah, I've, I've played for Lions and stuff like that but I'm fresh legs, fresh body, new face and I don't think they were necessarily um, ready but I like having having that in my game and yeah, it's it's a thing of I want play I want people to know who I am and have a certain level of respect for me, but I like the surprise when they find out who I am after
0: I play. Has that been a challenge with with certain coaches who, I guess Popovich again earlier in the career. Do I I want you to do the things I want to do, but I want to do this. I'm good at this. this. If you if you let me have some freedom, I'll repay you. Have has there been battles to? persuade coaches that the way to get the most out of you is to let you have not complete freedom, but a little bit of latitude to, to unleash all of that.
1: Um, I w- Maybe a little bit for the most part. I have had um, a great set of coaches coaching me like from, from the beginning, coach Caroline who uh, is with like the Youngblood Lions team right now and um, that's where I started and she was very if you can go score go score like do do what you need to do You're you have the talent so I trust you'll make the right decisions type of coach and I think that's where I got that from so that is deeply rooted in me and it wasn't until I um, really got to college that that was challenged a little bit like I was recruited for my hustle and my defensive effort and my aggression on offense but it seemed as though offensively I had to tone it down a little bit to fit the coach's system, if that makes sense. Um, and I would say I did, I did struggle quite a bit with that, but I didn't let it hold me back because now where I am now, I have, the, I have the coaches who do give me that freedom, but let me know when I might need to make a better or smarter decision that's best for the team.
0: Because when you were at LSU, Louisiana State University, they were asked you to do a little bit of everything. You were that sort of definitive role player because, you know, you had offensive, defense, you were handling the ball at times, you were playing off the ball at times. In a sense, is that quite healthy when you want to turn pro, when you've had lots of experiences of having to fit in and acquire a whole range of skills rather than being, you know, a playmaker, a center, you know, that's I'm not saying those are one dimensional, but you, you don't get that breadth of knowledge, perhaps that you acquire, uh, you can only acquire when you, you you play different roles.
1: Um, I do love to be a versatile player and being able to step into different roles, but it's not necessarily the title of what role, but What do I actually need to do? What do I actually need to bring? Like I know on on my team now, like I I can pick our energy up with my defensive effort. If we need a quick score, I'm trusted by my teammates and my coaches to go and finish. And it's it's those type of things. I I actually know what I need to do on this team and I can still play in different areas of the court. But I think it was just college. It was a bit of a struggle not knowing exactly what my role was I knew defense was my thing because I knew I did it well but having played I, I played through different positions one through four in college so it was difficult just to know where I stood
0: i clearly quite driven and I wonder you your elder brother Dominic who played college ball in the states as well he's three years older than you not to go with the cliche, but is sibling rivalry a big part of this drive?
1: Yes, as a matter <laughs> of fact, just last week, me and my brother played one-on-one, <laughs> and I beat him, I'm happy to say, so I'm going to make sure I send him send him this podcast afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> what was his influence um, yes. like? He, he's just a very um, driven individual, to be honest. He has always been such a hard worker when he knows what he needs to do and how he wants to do it, he gets it done. And that's, that's still how he is now. And he's actually such a huge positive influence in my life with how I said, how Marcus, to be honest, like any opportunity my brothers there is trying to get me wherever I need to be for me to be successful. And it's based off not, not just the fact that I play basketball, but what he believes will make me happy.
0: I mean, you're going one on one now, but what were those battles like when you were kids?
1: It was quite funny because, of course, like we both went to bargain and everyone knew (laughs) that um, I was Dominic's little sister. That's how people knew me, not Rashid Dominic's little sister. And uh, we would have conversations with like Ricky and Mark or, oh, who do you think will win one on one? Even back then when I was younger, or who's better at defense? Who's quicker and all this stuff? And um, I used to honestly hate going to the park with him, actually, because he would push me so hard. But um, I do not regret it at all now. Definitely sibling rivalry, his rivalry has played a huge part in the basketball player I am. What's and the it person like for I am him? right now.
0: What's it like for him now being Shanice's big brother and that's it?
1: <laughs> well, he still thinks he's
0: the more popular sibling, so...
1: Um,
0: I mean, amongst all of this, I mean, family... Very central in your career, but your mum as well. I guess, I guess a huge influence.
1: Yeah, very very big influence. My mum has always supported me, and my brother, in anything that we did. I would I would say that first. Um, I did a number of sports when I was a kid, like gymnastics from when I was three, trampolining, running, volleyball. I. Anything I could do to be outside or just not in the house, I was doing it. And whatever meet or competition or match it was, my mum was driving, she was there, she was watching, no matter how far it was. Um, European Championships, under 16, she was always there. And just, just because she knew that I enjoyed myself and she liked to support me in something that I enjoyed doing.
0: But she had to fight herself. I mean, she notably when you were before you went to college, I think it was, you know, she had cancer, and I wonder, you know, as a, as a kid, I mean, it's it's not what I want. You want to see your mum going through. Um, how does that shape you as you're growing up? Having someone who's such an influence have to confront a, a, a tough game of her own.
1: I mean, to be honest, in the, at the beginning, I I took it quite hard. Um, but my mum is the strongest person I know. She has, she doesn't let me see too much of her emotions. To be <laughs> honest, she expresses that it's okay to be emotional and it's good to be emotional. But she just continues to put me and my brother before anything.
0: And you're now, you know, she coming to your games. You're back in London. Family get to come and see you watch, and um, it must be nice in a way that you know, having had that support, they're getting to enjoy this ride with you.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a ride, and um, I'm so glad that they can come to the game, and it's easy access for them and actually get to see me live. I had my my uncle and my brother and a few of my cousins came to the game the other uh, this past Sunday against Cardiff. And just like my little cousin, she likes to play basketball. Her being able to come see my games, and it's it's been so long. I they literally haven't seen me play since I was fifteen or sixteen. So that's like a good eight years. So I'm just grateful for this opportunity and that they're able to be here and continue to see me develop.
0: I mean, when you come back from the States, I mean, you didn't come straight to London. You went, your first pro gig was in Heidelberg. Great city, lovely castle, highly recommended for a weekend. And what was it like sort of challenging yourself? Because I guess it would have been easy for you. I'm sure Mark was on the phone to come back here. But how useful was it to go and test yourself? You know, live you know, this different life experience, at least for a while in a different country.
1: Um definitely was a life experience. Um, I went over there and the team's starting point guard actually tore her ACL so she was out for the rest of the season and I was kind of put in this position where they wanted me to just come in and drop buckets and get them to playoffs and kind of save them halfway through the season Um, and I hadn't actually played as a true point guard. I think probably since my freshman year of college and even then I wasn't, I wasn't starting point guard. So that was definitely a different role to have to play and try and fit into. Um, I was, that, that was a challenge. I, I kind of, um, I was able to see myself, be aggressive defensively, defensively um, and off the court. I had great teammates, so I can't really complain about Oh, over, being overseas was um, such a struggle where I felt like lonely. It was a time for me, like you said, lovely city. So when I was able to get out, it was a time for me to just uh, reconnect with myself and um, figure out what I wanted to do beyond being there for those few months as well.
0: I mean, the other big other overseas experience Paris last summer and you were there for the, the FIBA 3X3 the Europe Cup Finals I mean, we saw this week Commonwealth Games qualifiers, the field's now set for Birmingham um, I mean, 3 on 3 seems like a game that's really made for you um, How's that been? Was it an easy adjustment? Is it easy as it looked?
1: It's actually been fantastic <laughs> <laughs> I very much enjoyed uh, my summer and being able to play with Shaquilla and Temi and Chantel, um Handy was a great experience as well. Like Temi is someone that I've looked up to since I started playing basketball. Um, mm-hmm. And more recently, Chantel Handy as well. And like I said, I, I played with Shaquilla when I was younger. So that was a great group to get to go and uh, play with and represent the country with. And I do, I love 3 and 3. I can't, I can't complain. The quick pace and in the heat that we played in was a bit of a struggle but just the, the just the constant you need to stay switched on um, definitely uh enjoyable
0: is the hope to be part of england's team in birmingham this summer at the commonwealth
1: i would i would love to i would love to <laughs> the opportunity arises and i get that chance it would be great
0: and um, your other big passion and I guess the other the other part of your basketball life at the minute is as a head coach. And to to illustrate, I guess, the seriousness with which you take this role, your Instagram is coach. And you know, at this age, you're 24 years of age, you're in the peak of your playing career, many years ahead to come, but in the role of Girls Academy Manager of Lions, clearly coaching is Is it the vocation? Is this the true vocation, even above playing?
1: Uh, um, That's difficult to say, to be honest. Um, That's difficult to say. Like you said, I'm in good shape. I'm at a good position in my career, for my playing career. But coaching, um, like most people will probably tell you, it's a chance to give back. And it's, it's not just about giving and passing on the knowledge that I've acquired from my coaches and my playing career but seeing kids develop and how happy they are when they learn a new skill or get better at something that you've helped them work on is an entirely different feeling than anything that I can accomplish myself I
0: mean you've got your own company which is SBN Elite Sports um, you know, as the, I don't know what your job title you've given yourself, CEO, Senior Vice President, you name it. <laughs> What's the philosophy? What do you, what, when you say at the baseline, this is what I wanted to do with this, what did you, what did you set out as the objective or the mission of this?
1: I think it's just self realization. Like, you can literally accomplish anything you put your mind to. Anytime I teach my kids something new or challenge them, they say, oh, I can't do this. You can't what, sorry? What is that word that you use? Um, I always tell them it's, it's not about you can't do this, you can't do that. It's not even you can't do it yet. You're still learning. You still need to try a little bit harder. You still need to do a few more reps and then see what happens next. There's nothing that you can't do. That's And that's for anyone of any age.
0: I mean you have as I understand it, an all female coaches that roster i mean was was that important in a sport that hasn't always been the best at bringing female coaches through?
1: yeah, that actually was something that was intentional for me um i would say i've I've been again fortunate enough to have had been coached by um Female Females, um, both at the start of my basketball career and in the middle, um, having female coaches at college. But a lot of it is about, and this is a highlight of, I would say, 2022, to be honest, is representation. If, if kids and young girls see people my age or a little bit older doing the things that they, they thought they couldn't do, then it gives them that little inch of, oh, maybe I can do this. I actually had a girl come up to me last weekend um, on the opposing team of one of my games that I was coaching, and um, 12 years old, and she came up to me and said, I just want to say it's nice to see a young female coach, and then she just walked away, and I, I honestly was blown away, one, that the fact that she was 12 years old saying that, and that she had the confidence to come talk, talk to me and say that say that to me. It honestly, um, pulled me back a little bit and made me made me think that what I'm doing is is really worth
0: it. Do you think it's also important as a as a, a young black female head coach or a coach of a program, which yeah you know, again smaller numbers, we haven't really seen that come through too much at the elite level. Is that important because you're giving kids role models in in that way too that again, another twelve year old can see you and go, Actually I could do that or I can aspire to be her as a player or, or whatever role that they want to have.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not I my my younger cousin, she's um fifteen and I don't think if if I wasn't playing basketball, I don't think she would. I don't think she would look and like, oh, I wanna play basketball, oh, I wanna Go to the park and shoot a basketball, as opposed to doing something more stereotypically made for girls. Um, it's it's big. Representation is uh, very very big, and I'm I I have had again a black female coaches in my life, and that's that probably has been something that just subconsciously has pushed me. And drive me to continue to do what I'm doing and to get into coaching and get more involved in that area of inspiring
0: young people so one day I don't know pick up her name, but it's topical. Would you like to be the the british don staley
1: uh, that that would be amazing with what she's just done now, that would be huge to be honest, uh, but I would say I definitely have a long way to go. Mm-hmm.
0: Where do, where do you see that journey I mean obviously you want to play for a while yeah because that's the fun part because you're a long time retired but I mean have you set yourself I mean it might be growing the academy it might being the successor to Mark Clark when he finally retires at the age of what's well, another 10 years so we're about 80 and I know he'll listen so you'll hear that um, you, where would you like that journey to go have you thought that far ahead
1: um all of the above because the possibilities are endless <laughs> mm. as far as far as my iq or my knowledge and drive will take me because there's there's literally any anything is possible
0: this team i mean you're 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 chasing the quadruple and obviously europe was a great experience you know it it it, it it probably ended where it should have ended in terms of you know, the team and the experience, but it was a tremendous run. When you you talk as a group, and we're near the end of the season, we're about you know a month, six weeks away from the end of it. Is there a kind of collective will to go? You know, let's bring the game back together. Let's keep on proving. You know, do you sense within the the club even? You know this this could be just. I mean, year one to year two was pretty good, but could year three, year four be something even more spectacular?
1: Um, yeah, it definitely can be more spectacular. <laughs> I'll start with that. Um, I I love the team that we have and I love the talent that we have. And I know just the strides we've made in a year as a team, I know can be so much better just after this summer and everything. like different people are involved in and um, pre-season and going into next season, I know the work that each individual can put in and will put in to be great and to help the team be better. But I can't can't speak too much on what will or won't happen. It's just a matter of staying focused on the rest of this season and continuing to better ourselves
0: each game that we play. How much are you guys bending the ear of... Supermother. And perhaps even Supermother and one year old daughter to come back next year.
1: <laughs> it would be fantastic to have Joe back because she's had such a huge impact um on us, especially times where we're not where we need to be in games and she's just yeah, turn that on and okay, we need to get down to business. Like this isn't good enough. She's definitely been that person for us, so I would say, Joe, it would be great to have you back. <laughs> but we'll see what happens.
0: There you go. There's the sales pitch, Joe Legan. No, one more year, <laughs> or perhaps two more years. Um, I'll let you out of here in three philosophical questions. If you could trade places with anybody for a day, dead or alive, who would you choose, choose oh. to trade places with?
1: Well, of course I wouldn't go with anyone dead because that wouldn't be a great place to be. <laughs> um, oh that's civil i can't even say celebrity because i don't think i could um deal with the life of a celebrity and pictures all the time um you know what i would go with baby isla joe's daughter isla (laughs) very loved and carefree
0: true Happy happy belated first birthday to Isla for last week. Um if you could have one superpower, what would you ask for?
1: Uh ability to fly. I I like walking and I like the exercise, but sometimes I jog places where I should walk just because walking takes so long. So flying, that would be great.
0: And yeah, dunking would help if it's <laughs> a flying thing. Yeah, it could be fun. Um, if you could choose any other player, I and mean, we yeah, Lions, wealthy club, could probably afford it. If, but if you could choose anyone else to be your teammate for a game, to go with the ones you've already got, who would you choose?
1: Is this like anyone in the world? Mm. That's a very interesting question. Um, I couldn't even. I couldn't even pinpoint anyone. You know, one of my um, one of my college teammates, Jalen Cherry, she's a very similar player to me. Likes to run, hustles on defense, got a nice pull-up jump shot. Just because I love playing with her and she's had such a beast of a season her last season in college,
0: I'm gonna go with her. But if she's, if she's a similar kind of player, she'd cut your minutes. You don't wanna do that. You wanna nah. to compliment you. We're, we're a power duo. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go Mark Clark there's your recruiting message for the off season um, Shanice it's been great watching you this year um, good luck with the rest of the season and of course you know, the summer ahead um, I'm sure we'll see you in Birmingham but uh, keep on inspiring young kids and, and thank you so much for joining us on the podcast
1: thank you very much great talking to you
0: thank you that's it for this edition if you haven't already we always say why haven't you subscribed but if you haven't Subscribe to us via your preferred podcast provider or just ask one of your smart devices to play the MVP cast. It's always great to hear from you as well. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter at MarkBritpoll. Another edition coming very soon, but for me, Mark Woods, thank you so much for listening and it's goodbye.